Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations, and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, which is today Sue Rising Radio. And boy, do we have a Sue Riser with us. I'm Michelle Burquist, your host today of Young Women Rising. And our guest today is Sophia Wrighthouse. She is a young Marine master sergeant with the young marines what's most interesting for us and why sophia is on our show is she's recently the recipient of our next gen award for the national women of influence award so sophia say hello and welcome and say hello to all of our listeners yeah good morning thank you for having me on the show it's a pleasure and i'm just excited to share my ideas and my experiences you are just a, an amazing young woman from what I've interacted with you on, and I'm delighted for our listeners to know you. Um, Stu Rising Radio is about, you know, young women, how they rise, what they think about the future, and just what, what things you're doing that are making you so successful and to be recognized as one of our Next Gen Award winners. So I'm curious to you. It's like when you heard about the Next Gen Award. What did you think about that when you were a finalist before you were announced as a winner? Did you get excited about it? And what did you think about, you know, it being next generation? Like, was, was there any thought to what you thought about that award and you're being recognized for being that next-gen amazing young woman? Yeah, when I first heard about it, I was just super excited um, that there was an award for the next generation because obviously those are the people who are going to be making the change in the world next. And I think something that's, that's just so right. great about it is I was able to meet the other um, finalists and hear about them, hear about their ideas, and it was just great to be able to connect with people who are uh, such a like-minded like myself and to see that there's other people who want to make a change in the world. Love that. I love that. And, you know, I, I, we shared before the show started that I got the wonderful chance to meet your parents, you know, and see how supportive they are for you. So that was, that was delight for me that day, even though you and I were talking through a screen because you were on the East Coast and we were on the West Coast. But, you know, God love technology, right, that we can do these kinds of things <laughs> like that. Because <laughs> you were there, and I was meeting your parents in person, so that was awesome. But I, I know you are yes. a master sergeant now um, with the Young Marines. Tell me, I, I really have never heard of the Young Marines, so tell us a little bit about what is the Young Marines and how did you, you know, what was your path and kind of like mission to get to be a Young Marine? I'm, I'm dying to hear this. I know there's a story there. Yeah, so the Young Marines is a program that's ages 8 to 18 or completion of high school. So I actually just retired from the Young Marines as a Young Marine Sergeant Major. Um, so I finished my 10-year career in the program, which was an amazing experience and something that I don't think I can ever duplicate or replicate ever again. But um, how I actually joined wow. the Young Marine program, I was at my local parade for um, in San Diego, and I was standing there with my dad. And I saw a group of 
young Marines marching by, and I turned to my dad and I said, I want to do that. I don't know what it is, but I want to do that because they had such great discipline and teamwork and leadership. Um, so I turned to him and I said, I want to do whatever that program is. And that's how I got involved. And I had been involved with it for 10 years. And the Young Ring program really just focuses on drug demand reduction, so keeping today's youth off of drugs, but also instilling discipline and leadership in um, the next generation and inspiring them to be the best that they can possibly be. Oh, wow, that's inspiring. I got, I got a question for you because you used two words that I absolutely love. One is discipline <laughs> and one is leadership, and I love those two words. But tell me a little bit about how it, there was that emphasis. I mean, what did you learn around that wonderful word called discipline? Some people hate it, I will say, but, you know, discipline gets you there, right? It gets you going to where you want to go. But what, what did you learn really around discipline by being in the Young Marines? Yes, so I think discipline is something that is kind of hard to learn, especially in um, the generation that we're in right now, because we are so online, we're so connected, that sometimes it's hard to have, like, that face-to-face interaction. Um, but I think the Young Marines really instilled discipline in every single one of its members. Uh, we had meetings every other Saturday where we had to make sure that we were staying physically fit, staying drug-free, um, continuing to educate all the other young Marines on various subjects like Map and Compass, um, leadership specifically. And I think that discipline was just like that routine. Um, the young Marines really pushed leaders to their boundaries and, um, yeah, just made them have that extra effort that you may not have experienced anywhere else. Um, and I think that's just what made the young Marines so great and so powerful. That's, that's powerful. My gosh, I can't believe I'm – I hope it's okay to share this, but I can't believe I'm talking to an 18-year-old, right? I'm in my high 50s, <laughs> but <laughs> you are very adult, my dear. You are adulting, and it's like I mean, you. you're impressive as all get out. So um, I do want our listeners, right, we're trying to kind of help support the next generation of young ladies, and you are one of those. But, you know, what what would you share with other young ladies about what – I mean, in discipline and leadership, but – what are some of the tools or maybe something, one or two things you've learned as you've been in the Young Marines, additional from discipline and leadership, but what can you share with other young ladies of how the Young Marines have made such an impact on you? What advice would you give them, one or two things? Got any? Yeah, of course. So something that I think I learned over the 10 years of me being in the program, but not just the program, also being in Young Marines and Naval Junior ROTC, especially for females, is just to stick to your guns and go with your gut. Because when you're passionate about something, you want to make sure that you carry it out to the fullest and that you're really putting your 110% effort in and not letting others tell you that you can't do something. Because as long as you really strive and you're really passionate about what you're doing, you can accomplish anything. And there's nothing that anybody can tell you to tell that you can't do something. That's pretty good. That's pretty good because I see so many, you know, I'll just call them young ladies that just feel like they're, they can't figure out what they want to do. I mean, I'm curious with you, mm-hmm. you were at such a young age when you decided to be in the young Marines and go there. Like, you know, I see, let's just say 17 and 18 year old Sophia, that they really don't know what they want to do, you know, for their future. And there's so much pressure 
for young ladies to decide what college major they want to choose as they decide to get into college from high school, right? It's like you want to decide your whole life before you get in there. And you've kind of done that. Like, what do you, what would you say? Cause you said at such a young age, you knew what you wanted to do. Like what, what would you share with other young girls, how they can make their decision? You know, not that it's going to be the lifetime thing, but maybe some pieces of advice and what you've learned about making such a committed selection of what you want your future to be. I would honestly say when I was eight year old, I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't know where, what the future was going to hold. But I think what our youth need to do in this generation is just to try out things, even if you don't know you're going to like it or if you're nervous about trying something. It's just to take that step and risk it and um, join an organization or do something at school that you may be passionate about because you never really know um, if you want to do something before you try it. Like when I was eight years old, I never knew that I'd be going to a military college and be joining the Army. But ever since I made that step into Young Marines and ever since I made that step into Naval Junior ROTC, um, it kind of pushed me on that path, and I realized that's something that I really wanted to do in life. But if I had never um, pushed myself out of my boundary, pushed myself out of my comfort zone, then I wouldn't have this experience that I'm in right now. Yeah. No, gosh, you talk like such, I mean, this is amazing. Um, I'm really curious <laughs> with leadership. You know, this is a question I ask women and men. I just want you to know. But I'm really curious what your answer will be. It's like, do you feel leadership is genderless? Yes or no, and why? Um, I would honestly say that a leader can be anyone, any race, any gender, any type, from anyone from any country. Um, and being a leader doesn't mean that you are standing up in front of millions of people and doing public speaking, or it doesn't mean that you are in charge of um, a huge college, for example. But you can be a leader from home, from your home. You can be a leader in a small organization, and I think that's something that a lot of people need to understand is you can be a leader with just yourself or with a small group of people, and even that can make a huge change in the world. Love that. I love that. You know, I ask women so many times, and I go, are you a female leader or a leader? And it's really interesting to me what women will say, and I'm curious what you would say. Are you, do, you, do you feel like you're a female leader or are you a leader, and, and why? Um, I feel like leadership has a lot of faces. It's not just you're a leader in one thing or another. Like, for example, I'm not just a leader or I'm not just a female leader. Um, depending on where I am or what I'm doing, I can be certain types of leaders. For example, being here at a military college, I feel like I'm a leader because um, I'm in charge of other people or I'm in charge of big groups of people. But, for example, when I'm in Girl Scouts, I feel like I'm a female leader because I'm empowering girls to do the best that they can mm -hmm. in life and to push themselves out of their comfort zone. I look, no, it's great. Because, you know, I'll tell you, I, I ask hundreds of women. It's always interesting to me. So many women, you know, will say, oh, I'm a, I'm a female leader. And then there's a few that will say, oh, I'm a leader. And ask men, and men will say, oh, I'm a leader. You know, there shouldn't be any gender distinction. Leadership is leadership, and being a leader doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're a woman or a man. So it's interesting on the conversation because there's a lot of women Sophia that will say, I'm a female leader because I lead differently. But in, in the military, it's different, right? It is really genderless. The leader is a leader, from what I understand um, that you were saying, which is awesome. I want to shift a little bit about 
you and your goals for the future. So you are now out of the young Marines, if I understand correctly, and you are in the yeah. Army. Is that correct? Okay. So tell us yeah. about how you see your future. Like, you're in the Army, girl, so this is exciting. Um, <laughs> it's like you have you have a mission and a purpose now. So what, what is the new kind of future for you by being out of the young Marines and now into the Army? Your goal. What's your goal with being in the Army? Yes. So when I was in high school, I applied for an Army ROTC scholarship, and I received the three-year Army ROTC scholarship to Norwich University, which is in Vermont. Um, So it's a military college that has all of the different branches here, but obviously I chose Army. Um, I'm currently getting my major in political science and studies in war and peace, and I'm hoping to go into that kind of field in the Army, so as a military intelligence officer, um, or something of that sort. So that's kind of my goal is to go into military intelligence and serve a full career in the Army, so 20-plus years. Wow. And you will travel and go <laughs> yeah. different places. That's got to be exciting too, right? Is that part of it? Yes. That's definitely one of my favorite parts. Um, I'm minoring in German, so I'm hoping that I'll get stationed in Germany somewhere overseas so that I can make an impact on people um, other than just in the United States. Cool, cool. I'm going to ask you what what in going through the Young Marines program, like what what you know, if you are willing to share, but not, it's up to you. But what kind of like was hard for you? Like was it the physical aspect of the Marines? Was it you know the learning? Was it? I'm just really curious because it's probably different than regular schools, right? That people go to because you were there at such a young age. But what was what was something that maybe you kind of struggled and overcame in, in the Young Marines? Yeah, so like I said, you can be in the Young Marines as young as eight years old. So obviously when you're eight years old, you don't really have that much life experience. Um, you've probably gone to elementary school so far. You may be in another organization like Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. But overall, when you're eight years old, you really haven't experienced anything yet. So I think one of the hardest things, for being in the Young Marines at such a young age and then growing up in it is experiencing faults and messing up and um, realizing that when you make a mistake, you can't just sit on the ground and cry, but instead you need to get up, realize what you did wrong, and then try and fix it for the next time. So, for example, with leadership, you're not going to get everything right the first time. Something's going to go wrong. There's going to be bad communication somewhere. And as a, for example, 10-year-old trying to run an event or a meeting one day, um, something's always going to go wrong. And instead of just throwing your sucker in the dirt and calling it quits, um, you need to realize that in real life you can't do that. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I learned throughout the program and something that's really set me up for success for the rest of my career, whether it be in college or in the Army. It's realizing that you can't just give up and you have to persevere and push on. Wow. Have you ever, was there ever a point for you that you, you second-guessed being in the Young Marines? You know, or has it just always been what you wanted? I'm just curious because, like, it's very direct to where you're going. And so many young ladies I know that I come across, it's like they don't know what they want to do for their future. But, you know, the way the kind of process works is you got to decide on a major, go to college, right? I mean, yours, yours is mapped out here to be an officer in the Army. I'm just really curious, was there... There, are there, were there ever things that were outside of the Marines that you thought, or the young Marines, that you thought, oh, gosh, I might, I might be interested in that 
Is that part of what you've experienced before you got into the Army? So I, I think the Young Marines really set me up for success overall. I met so many great leaders from so many different branches and so many other organizations. And I think that's something that a lot of people um, need to learn as well when they're growing up is you don't have to stick to one thing. Um, I joined the Young Marines when I was eight and I finished when I was 18. But during that time, I was also in Girl Scouts. I was in dance. I did cheer for my high school. I did Naval Junior ROTC for my high school. So you really don't need to just stick to one thing. You can dip your foot in tons of different activities, figure out what you like the best. Um, and in high school, I did different clubs like um, environmental science clubs and part of the um, overall like just random school clubs. And I realized that I loved doing all these things. And that kind of set me up for, for example, picking my political science major because I knew I wanted to make a difference in the government and in the United States somehow. And so, yeah, I just think that, like, joining different organizations and really involving yourself in the community, whether that's community service or, for example, like a church group, um, you don't need to just stick through one thing for, like, 10 years. You can try as much as you want. I love that. I love that. Hey, we're going to take just a quick break. I'm going to read um, and recognize one of our sponsors, Sophia. So just hang with me. Don't go anywhere, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to read. But uh, Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by our sponsor, Microsoft. Women Lead Radio and Microsoft uh, are partners and sponsors. And the Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and a big thank you to all of our sponsors and partners in Connected Women of Influence. Okay, Sophia, I'm back to you. I want to hear about your experience with Girl Scouts because we love Girl Scouts and Connected Women of Influence. It's amazing the support and the um, empowerment that comes out of Girl Scouts. Now, did you start in Girl Scouts at a young age? Because you mentioned you were involved in it. Yes, I started when I was in kindergarten, so about as young as you can start. And um, yeah, is I've that been a sunflower? Is that what they call it? Is it what they call a sunflower when you first start out? Or no, daisy? it's a daisy. daisy at that age? Yes. Okay, yes. daisies, that's it. Okay, keep going. Sorry, <laughs> I just love the name of the daisies. They're so cute. Yes, of course. Yeah. So I went on several trips with Girl Scouts. Um, they really set me up for success uh, with, like, women empowerment. And ever since I was a young age, Girl Scouts really just told me, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from, everybody can um, accomplish anything that they want to do in life. And I think also having that troop of girls around me, we were all great friends. Um, we continue to be great friends through the end of high school and now into college, we all still talk. And I think having that just emotional support group of girls around me supporting me and me supporting them in whatever they wanted to do um, really just helped me grow up and realize that those who stand behind you um, are one of the best things that you can possibly have. Cool. And then you mentioned something now. Are you giving back now to Girl Scouts? Because you're outside of the, you, like the emerging leaders, they end at 18, I think, right? So do you give yes, back yes. by doing some, what do you do for Girl Scouts now as a, as a volunteer? 
Yeah, so right now, obviously, being in Vermont, um, I'm a little secluded from Young Marines, Girl Scouts, ROTC. Um, so, but yeah, when I plan on going home in the summer, I plan on still volunteering with all of these different organizations, coming back and speaking on things like this and speaking on my own experiences. Love it. Love it. Girl, you are so impressive. I'm like, and I do mean that when I say that. I mean, oh, my gosh, I'm so impressed with you. And, you know, I'm dying for you to share. Like, the Next Gen Award is a way for us to recognize young women, such as yourself, right, that are between the ages of 13 to 18. Um, And we look for girls, you know, that are doing good in the community, giving back. It's like taking on leadership roles both in school and in their community. And I'm really curious for you, it's like what would you share with other young women or girls that not what you've experienced, but what do they need to do to become a Next Gen Award winner? I'm just curious what your thoughts would be. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of like what I said before is just find something that you're super, super passionate about, um, find that support system, build it behind you, and just do everything possible um, that you can do for whatever organization or whatever event you want to do. Whatever your overall goal is, is just put in your 110% um, and then just accomplish it. I think that a lot of the times people um, kind of burn out or stop doing something because they think that it has no effect, but when you really stick to something, in the end, it will always impact people, whether that be a small group or a big group, but you'll have an impact on someone's life. Wow. That's super cool. I, I believe that's all I've got. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you want me to, that you want to share? Because, like, you are so wonderfully verbal and insightful and, you know, shared such great stuff. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to share? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I guess I'll just <laughs> leave off with, Stay passionate, and um, you can do anything that you tell yourself you can do, and just always stay positive no matter what. I love that. And and, and that is our show. I want to thank you for being our amazing guest and young lady today for our Sue Rising Radio as the Next Gen Award winner. I cannot wait to watch where you go in your future because I think it will be amazing (laughs) and wonderful just in knowing you now. And to all of our listeners, I want to thank you. I hope you'll listen in to a Next Sue Rising Radio show as our goal is always to interview just amazing young ladies and hear their thoughts on their future, their leadership, and how they're making things work in their lives. So, Sophia, you are amazing and awesome, and I keep saying that, so I know you believe it already. And um, we'll be back again. Oh, my gosh, thank you. We will be back for another Women Lead Radio show every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And we are quickly uh, moving to a daily uh, radio show and podcast. So uh, we're an international show, and we will see you. Have an amazing weekend, and we'll see you on the next radio show. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.